Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. You will love today's episode and it will give you peace about your divorce. My heart is filled with so much gratitude to have Susan Guthrie as our guest today. She is a leading dispute resolution professional. She helps people through divorces and she trains mediators and lawyers how to do it. She recently partnered to create the Most in Guthrie Academy. So if you need training, go to our website, Divorce and Beyond, and check her out. If you are struggling through a divorce, you really need to follow Susan on social media and listen to her top-rated podcast, Divorce and Beyond. It's actually in the top 1.5% of podcasts. Susan has personally assisted me with my business, and it is an honor and a privilege that she joins us today. Here we are. I am Lisa Koski, and I'm here with my co-host, Kim Geiken. Hello. And the beautiful Susan Guthrie. I am telling you, so I, I can't, I don't even know if I can explain how grateful I am that you're here because to me and to the world, you are kind of a big deal, Susan. And uh, you are. And, you know, you have podcasts, you have 4 million listeners, you have been an attorney for 30 years and a high profile, and then kind of went into the collaborative, and we can talk about that more as we go. Um, you teach mediators. And I think what I'm so excited about is you're here to help our listeners and clients feel more comfortable with the divorce process. You are the person, I don't even know if you know the impact, and I don't mean to get mushy. You've had an impact on my profession me professionally. And so now the people listening get to hear you. And if they're not following you, they should, and we'll connect them to how they can do that. But, you know, I think the thing that I love most about Susan is I remember way back in the day when I was just starting to do this and there's not a lot of people you can turn to for help. You know, there's not, um, there wasn't a lot out there. There weren't a lot of people that I knew. And I looked up Susan and I said, like, whoa. And then I just like sent a little note through Instagram. And I think it might have been a Friday afternoon. And wham, she mailed me, you know, sent me back a note and you helped me. And so, you know, now I actually have a membership through Susan, which is awesome. And it helps people. And I would highly, I mean, it's really for people who are going through the divorce process. But I, I mean, I told her, I want to, you're kind of my idol and I want to copy you and I want to learn from you because you have so much information, um, which made it kind of hard for me when I was thinking through this episode, what am I going to, I mean, there are so many things I want to talk about. There are so many things to cover. And then it just settled on me last night. I listened to you talking to your dear friend, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, and you told your story. And I, I thought, I can't think of anything that's going to help our clients and listeners 
than to hear you went through this. And I think some of the, the takeaways that I that we can maybe expand on a little bit as you go through your story is there was a point when you knew that it was time. And I love, I want to talk about that a little. Another thing that really stuck out and hit home with me, and I know it wasn't such a big deal to you, but sometimes for women entering back into the workforce, that can be really, really scary. And I'd like to speak on that a little bit as we go through. And then, um, you know, just, how it's changed you and your practice. And, you know, I think you had a question about which you can, you can, you know, say exactly what it is about when is something really worth fighting for? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and is it really worth fighting for? Right, 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 right. So if you want mine, Susan, we are here to just kind of listen and we will, Kim has great questions being that she's gone through it too. Mm -hmm. So we will just listen and learn and kind of talk about some of those key points and what you learned. Well, I'm, I'm happy to do so. And let me say thank you so much for having me here and for, you know, letting me know that in any way that I was helpful to you. And I just want to say to everybody that's out there, um, you know, helping other people is the way that we all grow and, and, you know, really find our place in the world. And as family law practitioners of any kind, mediator, attorney, you know, I think we all got into this profession because we want to help people. So, but I, I take it very seriously to support other women and other practitioners. Um, so I'm thrilled if I was able to help you, but, and one of the things I do talk about is my story. Um, and as I went through the divorce process, um, mainly because I made every mistake you can make in the book, everything that I talk about today is from tr true and real personal experience. I, behaved poorly during my divorce. I dragged it out in certain ways. I went through the process and blamed my ex for everything without in any way looking at my own side of the street, um, which all was to my detriment. It was definitely to the detriment of the entire process, but it held me up from moving on as a person and, and realizing my potential and so it's had a great deal to do with what I do today, which is try to help people not do what I did. Um, because it was a long time ago. I, I will say I went through my divorce in, gosh, 1995, I think. I, oh, no, I'm sorry. I got married in 1995. <laughs> and I got divorced in 2001, um, six years later. And, you know, you mentioned, Lisa, that um, knowing that it was time to go, I knew that at about five years. So and you stayed a while. And a lot I of did. people talk about, oh, why did I stay so long? Because it's hard. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. We all, Kim, you went through it, right? Yep. You can't recently thinking about it. Um, and going through that, our friend um, Kate Anthony calls it the should I go or should I stay or should I stay or should I go phase. Um, I, w I swam around in that space for a long time. And I'll say I was out emotionally and mentally, but physically I was still there in the house. And, you know, the first mistake I made, I would say, is, you know, I didn't sit down with my husband and have discussions about what we might change or do to make it better, to work on it. And when I finally 
decided I'd had enough. I waited until he went to work one day and had a friend come over and packed up all my stuff and moved out and left like basically a note, I believe, if I remember correctly. <laughs> not not a mature grown-up way to handle it. It was the way I handled it. Um, I regret it still to this day. And in fact, my ex-husband and I have talked about it. Um, and I've apologized for that because it didn't start things off on the note um, and that sort of carried through. Now, there were things that had happened, I will say, without going into, you know, his personal life. There were some things that had happened that he uh, he also has owned up to that made it sort of that we right. needed a breaking point. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so, you know, and then as I went through the process, I, I really made it all about those things that he had done. And in no way looked at, no way at all, looked at what I had done and how yeah. I had contributed. And Susan, at this time, you're a, you're a divorce attorney. I am. You know this, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And, and that's almost, you know, that it, it, so this was a pivotal time in my career as well, because I had been a practitioner for about 12 years at that point and a full-on divorce litigator, right? So I knew how to get divorced. Um, I knew how to um, approach the divorce from that perspective, but I didn't know how to approach it as a person who was going to respectfully end a relationship and be able to go forward. Um, and I should say I was not actually working at that time because one of the other failures I believe in our relationship is because my husband at the time was financially positioned that we didn't need income from me. Um, I, I left my job and, um, for a couple of years. And so that didn't help that, you know, mm -hmm. there's some, there's nothing about, um, disempowering yourself that is then helpful in your relationship. You know, and Susan, I personally, that kind of hits home with me because, you know, I went to law school, I worked for a short period of time and then I stayed home with the kids and I stayed up. I stayed in it just enough because I had heard a family law attorney say, don't give up your career. And I thought, isn't that sad that I still have to feel like I need to hang on to that? And you had, um, you know, you had a career, you weren't out of the, the workforce that long, but for some people, they're out a long time. And and maybe they're even the one who doesn't really think they want the divorce. You know, they're they're usually in my cases one person kind of pushing for it and one not. And you know, how do you give them peace about moving forward and dreaming about because there is going to be a point when they're going to be look back and say, "Oh, I'm so thankful. Look mm -hmm. at how much I grew." But at that point it's scary. Oh, I mean it's very scary. That's such a good point, Lisa, because you know, we make those decisions as we go through, you know, it was something my ex-husband and I sat down and talked about and he's like, he got to travel a lot in his job and he's like, wouldn't it be great if you could travel with me? And it sounded so wonderful. But what we didn't talk about was what would happen if the relationship didn't work out and I had made that career change and I had, you know, you're correct. I was only out for a couple of years. It didn't have a huge impact we had gone on being married for a long time, it might have had a, a bigger impact. Right. But women, and I'll speak specifically to women, but we have men who make this decision yes. as well. And as you just said, to stay home, be a stay home parent, 
that's a wonderful option mm -hmm. to have, but you know, as attorneys, as divorce professionals, we know that you somehow disadvantage yourself if the relationship does not work out in the way, or even if it does, um, money in relationships, even in intact and fabulous relationships, mm -hmm. is a power teeter-totter. Um, and when one party is bringing in the home, the bacon solely, yeah. There is that issue in any relationship. And I think that the lesson to be learned is that you have to have the conversations mm -hmm. and you have to play the movie forward to several conclusions, right? If this works, if this doesn't work, what it's going to look like. Do we acknowledge my sacrifice? Yes, yeah. I gain by staying home, but I also sacrifice. And is that Amen. acknowledged? Amen. And, you know, I think Kim has often said, it's so easy to get married. No one even thinks about, we really need to, I mean, you really need to be aware of the contract you're entering into because it's a big deal and it's not easy to break apart. I mean, you've said that, Kim. Oh, yes. That's what I had said. You have to typically go through premarital counseling and, you know, do the big discussions on the financials and if you want kids or don't want kids and where you're going to live and whatnot but there's not a single conversation about what if it doesn't work out, then what, how are we going to do it then? And it's so much easier to get married. I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can have a couple of cocktails and jump a plane to Vegas and to Vegas. call it a day. Um, but it's a whole lot harder to unravel that into a divorce. And um, we had an, a, a local attorney several weeks back and you know we her concern with her uh, her clients is you know some people come in and they're so weary they're so exhausted that they just are willing to sign off on anything and you have to think about your future self and the business of of your divorce you know it is a new contract and what what business contract are you entering into with getting divorced? I mean, some people just want it over and are willing to do anything, but. And then they're often sorry on the mm -hmm. other side of it. So, yeah. And I think you speak to that a little bit through your, you know, you learned um, to kind of what's worth fighting for. Yeah. You know, well, and I, I, I always tell clients, because Kim, I love what you just said there, right? You're entering into a new contract and you're also, as you go through the divorce, you are creating a new future, whether you know that or not. Mm -hmm. You're putting building blocks in place. And unfortunately, divorce, the way it's approached in sort of that traditional construct that we all see is very past focused. Who did what? What happened in the past? Why I should get more because you weren't a jerk or, you know, those things. And it's not centered in many ways on let me look forward, see what I would like my new future because it's new. It's mm -hmm. not what you thought it was for the past. However, for me, it was six years. It's this brand new future, which is exciting and scary all at the same time. But to what you said, Kim, it's it's about thinking about that and then working through your divorce issues and negotiating a settlement that's going to help you as you move forward rather than this focus on what's happened in the past. Cause that actually 
just keeps you there. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, Lisa, you and I have probably, and Kim in mediations, you've probably seen the people who are focused on a thing that they have to have this, like I had one couple that literally were fighting. And I mean, in court, we had a half day hearing over a stuffed frog and a CD <laughs> collection. And it was a stuffed frog that he had given her that he had recorded like a Valentine song. So the frog, when you squeeze oh it, is his voice singing. And I was like, first of all, why are we fighting over the frog? But we did. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it was over their CD collection, which, you know, trust me, when you go to court and argue over a CD collection, you could go buy a new CD collection with what yeah, that Yeah, exactly. And so that's where, is this really worth it? And I'm sure you were explaining that to them. And some, and you know, I don't know if I mentioned that you train mediators, which is yeah. awesome. And so how do you get that to move forward so that people can look into the future and not be so stuck in what they're fighting, you know, the past and the pain of it? You know, one of the, the key things that we will, I will at least often talk to clients about, because it's a truly common, you know, phenomenon yes. that they will get into their old arguments. We'll talk about the, how we're going to divide the 401k and they're going to talk about that time you forgot to pick up Billy at school and you're, the, you know, and, you know, so very often, and you probably both use this as well, is to remind them that your past is what brought you here today, but what we're looking for for both of you and what you um, you indicated that you wanted to do was to move forward and to separate out your lives. So although it may be e you know easy to focus on what happened, would it be helpful to the two of you if we started looking forward? That's what you said you know you wanted to do. And that's one thing that I do in my mediations is at the very beginning of the process, I ask both of them to sort of intentions that what what are your intentions yes. for this mediation process? Because they almost always say they want to, you know, come up with a fair settlement. They want to do what's right for their kids. They agree on those things very often, which starts things off in a positive. Yes. And then when they go down the rabbit hole of the past and blame and anger, you can literally pull them back to. I hear what you're saying. Is this helping us to achieve those yes. goals that you set? Just kind of using that awareness. Yeah, Let's, you know what we self-coach ourselves through. So, so kind of moving back to your story, I'm sure it was really hard because you were probably going through this in the community that you worked in with the people that you knew. Yeah, and right. I want to hear a little bit more about that. And then I want to hear how it changed you as a lawyer. Yeah, it, it, you know, there's there's an added element of we are all beings who um, care what other people think to a certain degree. I'd like to think we all don't care, but face it, we all care what other people yeah. think to a certain degree. And when your personal life collides with your professional life and suddenly you are in a courtroom that you stand in and have been in hundred times before in front of a judge you've been in front of a myriad of times before in a courtroom full of colleagues that you know and have worked with and suddenly you're talking about your finances your personal life what happened in your marriage it's an incredibly um embarrassing 
and uh, emotionally fraught experience. It takes something that I think we all can acknowledge is difficult, mm -hmm. um, but exposes you in a way mm -hmm. that you had never anticipated. And certainly to what you just said, Lisa, will change you as a practitioner, or at least it did me, because now I had a much better concept of what clients emotionally were going through. It, when you are the third party professional, it is very easy to say, calm down, take <laughs> the emotion out of it, think rationally, et cetera. And I remember being in the midst of anger, hurt, fear, all of those things. And, you know, my own attorney, because, you know, I'm no dummy, I got an attorney, I didn't <laughs> represent myself, um, would say, calm down, <laughs> relax, you know. And it's very, very difficult to do. It's very difficult to do. And that that immediately changed my, um, my approach to divorce. And it also made me realize as a practitioner, I had been feeding into it. Because as somebody's advocate, if they came to me with fear and anger, my support at that time was to use the legal system to try to get, you know, to try to battle for them or try to argue for their point of view, even if it was perhaps inflammatory. And I perhaps was not giving everyone the advice to, is this really worth fighting over much as you were just talking about Lisa, or would it be better to set this aside and get your peace of mind and get through this process right. and move forward? Um, and so, you know, that's when I really started to transition to mediation um, into a more peaceful construct. But I will say, uh, just so that I don't, uh, it wasn't all my divorce. It's then when I met my current husband, who had just gone through a, a higher conflict divorce with three young children. And I started to see the effect of conflict on those little people, like life-changing, game-changer you know, everything fell into place. And if I could never set foot in a courtroom to, to do battle in a parental custodial situation ever again, I never will. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Just so not helpful to the children. Oh my gosh. And that is, I mean, you are, we are so in line with you there. I mean, that I think is probably my number one reason are those kids yeah. um, because it does, it is, hard on them no matter what. And I mean, to help people too, they can thrive through it too. They can be okay. You know, we've talked about that as well. So, and so that's interesting that you got to see it from your new husband's perspective and you were kind of um, a little bit of the outside parent stepping in. Sure. I'm the, st I, I'm now a stepmother of, well, coming up on like 18 years, um, in the kid, they're 23. So, um, and, but it was, you know, a very new experience, um, for me and a very humbling experience. You mm -hmm. step in as a step parent, um, and as an attorney and, you know, which I, and I, in no way did I ever want to be involved in my husband's divorce or post-divorce right. issues. I never, you know, made sure he had a separate attorney, but, it, you know, just to see, you know, what you've, you've heard about in theory, you go to a Bill Eddy lecture 
and you hear Bill talk about certain things, and then you actually see it playing out in your own home, it brings it home in an entirely different way. Amen. Yeah. And I know Kim has three, she's done, she has done a tremendous job and is working together with her husband, but she, mm -hmm. she gets it too, because she has three that have gone through it and they're, you know, husband's got a new girlfriend and she's Always doing, fun. yeah, it is. I said, she's got a great story about that, that she told, um, she has a good relationship mm -hmm. with the new girlfriend. And I think so lucky. I, I just yeah. am so, so lucky. And I, um, in my primary job, I see a lot of parents in conflict and there's always a child involved and it just amazes me. And it's been like that for years. Um, but it amazes me of how many parents cannot just, just check it for even 10 minutes for the sake of the child. And I, I don't know why that is. It always just stuck with me. And I always had that, like, I was so determined to not have that be my life or my kid's life. Um, I definitely chose when I got married uh, 20 years ago, I picked the right guy to divorce. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what had happened. To I've you. not heard that phrase. That's a good one. <laughs> no, it, you know, and it, it truly was, it was an, a unique situation because he was completely happy in the marriage. Totally. And I don't think that's that common. I mean, yeah. I oh. think that there's one person that wants to hold on to it, but I no. don't know that I've seen that as often, Kim, that he was happy. I think there's so many, this kind of goes back to Susan, so women and empowerment and wanting to be in the workforce. I'm definitely that woman. He is definitely a person that is just very content with the status quo and doesn't necessarily have that need for growth and change. So when you've been together with somebody from your youth, you know, your teen years, if you don't grow together as a unit, you're only naturally going to grow apart. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. So I think that it's not uncommon for this to happen if people have been together for a long time. I think that maybe the more uncommon is so many people are just because divorce is hard and it's uncomfortable and it's painful that they're just not willing to go through it. And had I not been willing to do it, he would, he would be here. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And Kim talked about how she had excitement moving forward, you know, people would, a lot of people are afraid. She had excitement about getting divorced, which I love. I love that perspective. Mixed with fear. I and know. Oh, didn't I worry. Sparkles and sunshine. That is, we don't often see people who see, I always say divorce is an opportunity. You know, most yes. people see it as a tragedy or a shameful event or, and I see it as that opportunity and one that we don't get that many times. I think you, you sum that up beautifully, Kim, because, you know, our lives get set into a path and it somewhat follows that predictable path and choices like I want to go live somewhere else or I want to live in a different style home or I want to go back to school. Sometimes we don't because of the path we're on, we don't have the opportunity to make those changes. And suddenly 
when your future as a married person is is no longer there, and some people see it as a big black hole going forward, mm -hmm. it's more exciting to think of it as an opportunity. And, and it really is. Sorry, what do you Susan. Want to change? What do you want to do? Yeah, I love that, Susan. And if we can get our clients focused on that, on that future and seeing it that way, if they can use their, um, you know, their intentional mind to think that way, I think that can be a game changer. You know, that and just to always, you know, that, that and then with the kiddos, just to always remember how important they are and to, you know, make sure they know that everything's going to be okay and to keep them in the heat of the, because it's still, and then, you know, I think we learned from a therapist too, that it's going to happen where you're going to get mad at your ex-spouse and the kids are going to see it and don't like shame yourself, say you're sorry so that the kiddos know and understand. So I think those are key things to help people know they're going to be okay through this. And actually they're going to look back and be so thankful that they did it. And especially if they can do it together collaboratively. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate. I feel like I have a million sound bites that I want to go and just copy them down. So we so appreciate you being here and can you let our listeners know, and we'll put your information in our show notes, but how they can get a hold of you, Sure. The, the easiest way is through, um, is my email, Susan at divorce in a better um, or through the podcast, which is divorce and beyond. Um, you can find it on any, uh, on, of the podcast channels or on divorce and beyond pod.com. There are, um, you know, little forms where people can reach out and I love to, you know, help people or try to help them, you know, I know. Forward. Yeah. I know firsthand. I know firsthand. And your your social media is amazing. You know, you really give helpful, free, helpful information all over your website that is, is going to help our listeners. So, Susan, thank you so much for being here today. We just appreciate your time. Oh, thank, thank you. you to both of you. It was a delight to get an opportunity to speak with you. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today. And remember, divorce is an opportunity. If you're struggling through the divorce process, go to lisakoski.com and we're here to help you make it less scary.